It was one of those typically Georgia spring days, hot and humid, sticky and lazy. The drone of a B-25 coming in for a landing at Patrick Field was the only thing to break the silent stillness of the air. The sound seemed to start from nowhere and go on forever, before finally permitting the silence to establish its dominance once more. The silence, that was taken for granted by the citizens of Dawkins, Georgia, was being diminished by the sound of young boys in their machines training to fly like eagles on silver wings. These boys were the subject of conversation for the three young women whose lives were about to change forever. They walked down the dusty red clay road, with its wilted weeds growing down the center mound between the tire tracks. They were happy, excited to be close to their graduation, and not the least bit concerned about the heat nor the war that was six months old and soon to be over. They were all assured by the newsreels and by President Roosevelt that there would be a swift completion to this madness. After all, they had a life to lead. They were excited, happy to be close to their graduation, and not the least bit concerned about the heat nor the war that was six months old and soon to be over. They were all assured by the newsreels and by President Roosevelt that there would be a swift completion to this madness. After all, they had a life to lead. Looking at the three girls, one would automatically become aware of Georgia Coffee first. Although she was taller than Beverly Colson and shorter than Carrie Hendricks, she carried herself with such confidence that everyone just naturally focused on her first. Her honey-blonde hair was twisted and pulled into the newest style that was the rage of all the fashion magazines. Being one of seven children, she didn't have money for the rats required for the hairdo, but, being ingenious, she rolled up a part of her brother's old undershirt and wrapped her hair around it so as to make it appear that she had the latest style. She would have died, just laid down and died, if someone would have grabbed at her hair, loosened the pins that held her bob together, and revealed her secret. Georgia was very conscious of what people thought about her. Respect from her friends and neighbors, even to the extent of them being a little envious of her, was very important to her. Georgia spent the few cents she made each week babysitting for her little sisters on magazines that described the glamour of the people who lived up north in New York and Chicago. She would read them diligently and fantasize about how all the women wore mink coats while all the men stood around in beautiful blue double-breasted suits and sipped martinis from long-stemmed glasses. In her fantasies, no one had dirt under their nails, no one wore bib overhauls with hip pockets missing, and no one wore worn-out scuff saddle oxfords like the one she was wearing. Even though she polished her shoes every night and pressed her skirts and blouses, she still knew she was wearing her sister's hand-me-downs. She constantly dreamed about the day she would dress like the model she envied, her hazel eyes would close, and she would actually picture herself walking down the busy streets of New York, Chicago, or maybe even Philadelphia. She pictured the beautiful clothes that she would wear and the heads that would turn of the people she passed who wanted to have one more look at such a sophisticated lady. Georgia had made no bones about it. She was going to the North, to one of the big cities as soon as she could after she graduated from Dawkins High. Looking down at her red dust-covered shoes, Georgia smiled to herself. It wouldn't be long now until she would never have to see the dirt roads, the dusty fields, the scraggly pin oaks, and the weather-beaten houses that showed more gray wood than painted surfaces. The tobacco and cotton fields would soon be just a memory to her. She could hardly wait until she would wear the highest heels on her feet the most sheer silk stockings over her long legs, 
and a dress of pure softness, not the lie-scrubbed hand-me-downs that she was used to. None of this seemed out of reach to the seventeen-year-old beauty. Georgia knew what she wanted and was ready to do anything to get it. Carrie Hendricks was the tallest of the three girls. Carrie was the leader and most athletic of the group, probably the result of being the only daughter of five children. It was a matter of survival. She either led or she would be pulled from pillar to post. Her dark red hair was cut short for ease of care. Her merry blue eyes were always scanning the surrounding area for some prank to pull or something she could talk the others into doing. Like the others, her saddle oxfords were scuffed and in need of polish. Her skirt was mussed, and her white cotton blouse was ripped at the armhole from an afternoon's romp with the younger children in the class. 